Greetings on Pentecost Sunday. The affirmation of faith of the Church of God in Christ says, we believe that the baptism in the Holy Ghost according to Acts 2.4 is given to believers who ask for it. And so today we're going to ask for it. I want to read from John chapter 7, verse 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart or out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. You may be seated. After you accept Jesus Christ, after you've turned from a life of sin and unrighteousness, God has in store for you one of the most blessed experiences known to humanity. That experience is the baptism in the Holy Spirit or in the Holy Ghost. Both titles refer to the same person and mean the same thing. If you're saved, the Holy Ghost has already played a very vital part in your life. For it was the Holy Ghost that bore witness to the truth when you really, really first heard it. You might have heard it before, but that time it hit your heart with great impact and you responded to it and received it. It was the Holy Spirit who brought conviction upon you and who revealed your guilt before God and your need for salvation. The Holy Ghost does convict of sin. You're justified by faith in Jesus who bore our sins to the cross and imputes to us his righteousness. He gives us the right and the authority of becoming sons and daughters of Almighty God. But it was the Holy Ghost that regenerates you, that imparts new life to the believer. Jesus said in John 3, 5, unless you are born of the water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in John 6, 33, Jesus, 6, 63, I beg your pardon, Jesus said, it is the Spirit who gives life. So the Holy Spirit imparts the nature and the life of Jesus Christ in the believer. He sets the believer free from the law of sin and of death. The Holy Ghost enables the believer to fulfill the righteousness of God. We can't do it by ourselves, but the Holy Ghost in us does so, and it confirms for us the completed work of salvation. Nobody had to tell you you were saved. You just knew that a burden had been lifted from your life, and you had been lifted to a higher level and a higher plane. Romans 8 and 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did 
by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And then Romans 8:16 says that the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. But to know the working of the spirit in salvation and in regeneration only is to know the spirit only in a measure. It was our A. Torre who said that a man may be regenerated by the Holy Spirit and still not be baptized in or with the Holy Spirit. In regeneration, there's an impartation of life. And the one who receives it is saved. But in baptism with the Holy Spirit, there's an impartation of power. And the one who receives it is fitted for service. So Jesus said in John 14, 16, I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. They knew the Holy Spirit, but they were not filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was with them and even in them in a measure, but not in the fullness. And the Spirit has been received in varying measures, varying portions down through history. In Numbers 11 and 17, we read of the Mosaic portion. For God said in Numbers 11, 17, then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is upon you and I will put it the same upon them and they will bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. Verse 25 says, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to Moses and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed the same on the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that there was a response. They prophesied. They spake the word of the Lord. Moses was, ad was adequately empowered for the task. But when these 70 elders were called forth to share in the responsibility of Moses, they were given a measure of the spirit that was upon him. Then in 2 Kings 2.9, we read of the Elisha portion, where the Bible says, and so it was when they had crossed over and Elisha said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? And Elisha said, Lord, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And so God honored Elijah's word and granted to Elisha a double portion of the spirit. This was the portion that John the Baptist received. Luke 1.15 says, For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, will drink neither wine nor strong drink. He'll also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. 
he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the children of the fathers unto the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. But then John the Baptist himself did not speak about the portion that he had received, but he spoke about Jesus. And he said in John 3 and 34, for he whom God has sent speaks the word of God. For the Lord giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. The father loves the son and have given all things into his hand. Thus Jesus could say in Luke 4 and 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus did these things because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. Luke 4 and 1, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Luke 4, 14, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit and the news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Though throughout the Bible, responsibility for the great works of the great men and women of God is attributed to the Holy Ghost. Whereas somebody was doing a great work for God and tremendous things were happening, they did it because they were filled with the Holy Ghost, because the Holy Ghost came upon them. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, let the Holy Ghost come upon me. You see, Jesus knew that his followers down through history would need the power of the Holy Ghost to do the work that God had given them to do. If we were to win men to Jesus, it's going to be only through the power of the Holy Spirit. And listen, you need just a survey of the condition of this world to know that our world needs a turnaround. Wickedness is rising up as a flood and we're going to need power beyond our power and might, beyond our might and ability beyond our ability if we're to do anything about this terrible condition of the world. In Ephesians 6:12, the Bible says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, the Bible says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. If we are to do all that, we're going to need the power of the Holy Ghost at work in our lives. Lord, give us the power. Lord, give us the anointing. The prophet Joel had already promised that the day would come when the Holy Spirit would be poured out rather than given in portions and in measures. Joel said that in the last days, Joel 2, 28, 
I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon my men servants and my maid servants will I pour out my spirit in those days. And then Jesus picks up the theme and clarifies the theme in our text verses for this morning, John 7 and 37. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anybody's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Are there any thirsty people here? Are there any hungry people here? Hallelujah. He who believes in me, Jesus said, verse 38, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so Jesus said, if any man thirsts, if you are thirsty, if you have a craving, if you have a passion for the fullness of the Spirit, then come to me. Listen, anybody you really love, anybody you want to care about, you want to be as close to them as you can possibly be. You want to spend as much time with them as you can possibly spend. You want to know them as well as you can possibly know them. And if you really love the Lord, you've got a thirst for the Lord. You've got a hunger for the Lord. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus said, if you are thirsty, completely surrender your life to me, and then come to me and drink. That is, wholeheartedly receive the fullness and the wholeness of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I don't want just a sip. I don't want just a second. I don't want just a minute as much of yourself as you can give into my life. Lord, I want your power. I want your presence. I've got a battle to fight. I've got a life to live. Lord, I want to be at my best, and I need as much of you as I can receive. Come on, clap your hands and praise the Lord. Come to me and drink. Wholeheartedly receive the fullness and the wholeness of the Holy Spirit. He who believes in me as the scripture have said, not the way you want to believe, but totally accept the word of God about Jesus and the word of God about his will. If you come as the scripture have said and not the way you want to come, then out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. That means the Holy Spirit will be in you. The Holy Spirit will flow out of you the Holy Spirit will be all around you like a river. Your children will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. Your community will be blessed. Everybody that comes into your presence will be blessed because a river is flowing out of you. We need so much power rushing out of us and flowing out of us that that power will be a river of life to everybody who is around us. If we're to bless the people who are around us, we need the power of the Holy Ghost at work within us. Come on, lift your hand and say, Lord, send the power. Lord, send the power. Verse 39 of John 7 says, But this he spoke 
concerning the Spirit. He was talking about the Holy Ghost, which those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. But when Jesus was glorified, when Jesus ascended back to heaven, the Holy Spirit was given once and for all. And all you need to do is receive the Holy Spirit. Come on, tell your neighbor, when Jesus was glorified, when Jesus ascended back to heaven, the Holy Ghost was given. He was sent into the earth. He only now needs to be received by faith. Come on, tell three people, receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody ought to say hallelujah. The baptism in the Holy Ghost is not the same thing as being born again. There are many scriptures that point this out, but let's refer to two scriptures that clarify this. In Acts 8 and 5, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Christ to them. And when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. So these Samaritans were saved. They would not have been baptized if they were not saved. They were baptized in water, but they were not baptized in the spirit. But Acts 8:14 says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria, the folk Philip went to, had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they would not have been baptized if they had not been believers in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then, verse 17, they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. But then let's go to Acts also 19 and verse 1. Paul was on a missionary journey to the city of Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? They said, We've not even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Apparently, Paul noticed something about their manner, noticed something about their spirit that caused him some concern. Something seemed to be missing. There must have been a coldness and a deadness that caused him to ask the question, did you receive, into what did you receive the Holy Ghost when you believed? But he said to them, they said, we've never even heard about the Holy Ghost. He said, well, what were you baptized to and in? He said, under John's baptism. So they were not even saved. They were not even Christians. But Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Jesus Christ. So he preached Christ to them. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they would not have been baptized if they had not been saved. And then after they were saved, Paul in verse 6 laid hands on them. And the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. In Ephesus, 
they spake with tongues and prophesied. In Caesarea, they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And of course, on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2-4, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. After you are saved, God has some power that he wants to infuse into your life that you might do the work of God, have the power of God. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on, clap your hands and give praise to the Lord. Are you still with me? So in the New Testament church, tongues were a sign of the Spirit's reception. And we believe when the Holy Spirit is received, as it was received on the day of Pentecost, that reception and that baptism will be accompanied by speaking with other tongues. It would be another matter if God was no longer enabling people to speak in the language of the Spirit. It would be another matter if God was not doing that anymore. But can I get a witness in here that the Lord is still enabling people to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance? Come on, tell two people, God is still doing it. But preacher, I'm just not comfortable with that. Well, what God does is great. I said, what God does is great. Do you agree with me? What God does is great. And if speaking in tongues was good then, there's no reason to assume that it's not good now. Is there anybody here who can say it's good now? And then you know what? Whatever God's passing out, I'm in line. I said, I'm in line. Whatever God's passing out, I want it. I'm not going to go before God and say, I want this and I don't want that. Everything the Lord can give me, I want it in my life. If it's speaking in tongues, I want it. Hallelujah. If it's the power of the Spirit, I want it. If God has given double doses and triple doses, I want it. If it's possible to be so filled with the Spirit of God that you're overwhelmed and the Holy Ghost begins to speak through you and out of you, come on, tell somebody, I want it. I want everything that God is passing out. Everything. Come on, raise your hands say everything. Tell them again, everything. 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 Not only do I want it, but I need it. Because I've got some things that I want to say to God. That only I want God to know and I want God to hear. I want, I've got some things I want to say to God. I don't want the devil in it. No kind of way. Have you ever picked up a phone, had a fax on the other end or a computer at the other end? You'd accidentally call a fax line and instead of a voice, you got beeps and peeps and clicks and you couldn't tell what the thing was saying and what it was communicating. Well, that's what happens when you speak in tongues. The devil is trying to intercept your messages. Uh-huh. He's trying to, to deprive you of what do you do when you get, what, what is Russia trying to do? What are they trying to do to our computer systems? Hack, yeah, they're trying to hack. The devil wants to hack your relationship with God. But when you start speaking in tongues, the devil don't have no idea. He doesn't have a hint what's going on, what God is saying. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, nothing but intelligible stuff. This is why the Bible teaches in Jude 1 and 20, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So after a while, I want to get to that place and I, I, I shift out of the language that I know and the words that I normally speak and I want to begin to speak in the language that only God can understand and tell God about my problems and tell him about my troubles and hallelujah, hallelujah. He'll hear my humble cry answer by and by. Listen, have a little talk with Jesus. Oh, yes, it does. You build yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Tell the neighbor on the other side, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus commanded his followers in John 20 and 22, receive ye the Holy Ghost. I said in John 20 and verse 22, Jesus said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. If you're going to obey God, if you're going to obey Jesus, you won't stop until you've received the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He said in Luke 24 and 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father on you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Don't run revivals. Don't go out across the world. Go to Jerusalem and wait until you are endued with power from on high. Now to be endued, is to be clothed. I said to be endued is to be clothed. I got out of the shower today, dried off, and then I was endued. I put on my clothes and I came to church. I was endued. So Jesus is saying, you may be born spiritually, but I want you to know I've never seen a baby born in a tuxedo. I've never seen a baby born with clothes on. The baby is born naked. And then the parents wash it and they clothe the baby with a blanket or with clothing so that the baby will be covered. When you're born in the spirit, God comes along and says, I've got another work of the spirit I want to do in your life. I'm going to clothe you with the Holy Ghost. You need some spiritual clothes. In the name of Jesus, baptism protects you and it enables you in a variety of ways. Jesus said in John 15 and verse 26, when the helper has come, number one, the Holy Ghost will help you. Come on, tell your neighbor, the Holy Ghost will help you. Everybody lift up your hand and say help. Tell him help again. How many of you need help? I need help every day of my life. He said in John 16 and verse 7, when he, the helper, will come, if I depart, I will send him unto you. He said, if I don't go away, then the helper will not come. But I've got to go and send him unto you. 
And when he is come, he will convict the world of sin. He will convict the world of righteousness. He will convict the world of judgment. He said in 1 Corinthians 12 and 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. To one is given the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the word of faith, the gifts of healing, the working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. But this is the one spirit that does all these things, distributing to everyone as he will. Child of God, we need the power and the help of the Holy Ghost. I said we need the power and the help of the Holy Ghost. Come on, ask your neighbor, neighbor, do you have the Holy Spirit? Come on, raise your hand and say, Lord, I want it. I want it to receive the Holy Ghost. You've got to see the value of the gift. You've got to understand how much you need the gift. But Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Raise your hand and say, Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm thirsty, and I shall be filled. Dear Lord, I want this more than I want life itself. I want this more than money, more than wealth, more than reproof, more than recognition. I want the Holy Ghost to be at work in my life. I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. Say, Lord, I'm hungry and thirsty and I shall, I shall, I shall be filled. Let me close this message with just four affirmations. Let me say four things and then we're going to stop. Number one, I want to tell you that Jesus is the baptizer. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Jesus is the baptizer. John said, I indeed, Matthew 3 and 11, baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm unworthy to carry. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John said, Jesus is going to baptize you. Tell your neighbor, John said, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Jesus said in Luke 24, 49, Behold, I will send the promise of my Father upon you. And he said in John 16 and 7, If I depart, I will send him unto you. Jesus said, I send the promise to you. If I depart, I will send him unto you. Jesus who loves you. Jesus who died for you. Jesus who saved you. Said, I'm going to send the promise of the Father into your life. If he saves you, he will baptize you. Tell somebody if he saved you, he'll baptize you. Tell somebody else if he saved you, 
He will baptize you. Salvation is the greater gift. And if he gives you the greater gift, he will give you the lesser gift. Hallelujah. You can go to heaven with salvation. But if you stay on this earth, you need the power of Almighty God. Jesus is the baptizer. Number two, notice how definite is the promise of God. I said, notice how definite is the promise of God. He said, if I depart, I will send him unto you. I send the promise of my Father upon you. God promised you the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, God promised you the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, the promise is unto you and to your children and to as many as the Lord our God shall call. So I don't come before God and say, Lord, if you want to baptize me, I come before God and I say, Lord, you promised me the Holy Ghost. Raise your hand and say, Lord, you promised me the Holy Ghost. Every word that God has promised is yea and amen. If God said it, God will do it. So don't be unbelieving. Step out on faith and say, Lord, I'm waiting on the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to leave until I get it because you promised. Tell him, Lord, you promised me the Holy Ghost. Come on and praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is the baptizer. I said Jesus is the baptizer and the promise of God is definite. Tell your neighbor again, the promise of God is definite. If God promised it, God will do it. The third thing I want to say is that the Holy Ghost is in the room right now. Yes, he's here. Come on and praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Tell three people he's here in the room right now. Don't have to wait for it. You don't have to go get it. Receive it because he's here. Yes, the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But when Jesus was glorified, the Holy Ghost was given. And Simon Peter said he is being ascended at the right hand of the Father. He has shed forth this that you now see and hear. When Jesus went into the presence of God, he sent back the Holy Ghost and said, Holy Ghost, take over. Holy Ghost, move. Holy Ghost, work in power. Every time you move, you move the Holy Ghost. Every time you reach out, you touch the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is here. Don't wait for it. Don't say it's coming. He's here right now. Praise him right now. Bless him right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's here. Stand up and welcome the Holy Ghost. Welcome. 
Welcome, welcome in this place. Welcome in my life, in my mind, in my heart. Help me praise it. Help me praise it. Help me praise it. Yes, yes. Jesus is the baptizer. The promise is definite. The Holy Ghost is here right now. Tell your neighbor the Holy Ghost is here right now. Yes, yes. Then how do you get it? You get it by faith. Paul said that you might receive the promise of the Father by faith. Lord, I believe your word. Lord, I'm stepping out on your promise. Lord, I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad my sins are forgiven. Lord, I thank you that you've chosen me. I give you glory. I give you praise. And your word said, the Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is sent to me. The Holy Ghost is received by my faith. And by faith, I step into the power of your spirit. By faith, I receive the Holy Ghost. By faith, I receive your power. By faith, I thank you and I praise you. Yes, yes. I got a new revelation the other day on that verse where we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his court with praise. I thought it meant that when I go to the gate and walk in the gate, I should be thanking him while I'm walking through the gate. And when I come to the court, I should praise him while I'm going in the court. But I can't even get in the gate without the presence of God. I can't get into the court without the power and the might of Almighty God. And the scripture was saying to me, if you want to get into the gate, then you've got to use the key of thanksgiving. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, if you want to get in the gate, you've got to use the key of thanksgiving. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that you picked me out. Thank you the Holy Ghost is mine. Thank you that you're my God. Thank you you give me power over all the power of the enemy. I've got power that you can't see. God is living inside me. I can fight an enemy for God and me. I am majority. Power, power. I've got it in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. If you really believe that you've received, that the Holy Ghost is yours by faith, you begin to thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for his power. You use the key of thanksgiving to get inside the gate. But then you say, Lord, I want to get closer. I want to draw nearer. I've got to get in the court. The Bible says if you want to get in the court, use the key of praise. And so thank him and praise him until you feel his power. Thank him and praise him until he shows up. Show up in my life. Show up 
in my heart. Show up in my spirit. Show up in my word. Show up, Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. Come on and thank him. Yaraba Soko, Shakoba Haka, Yaraba, the Lord of Akosi, Shakoba Haka, Yaraba Soko. Come on and praise him. Yaraba Soko. Yaraba Yaraba Haka. Yeah. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. I can't hear you. Use the key of thanksgiving. Use the key of praise. Get into the spirit, in the power of God. Come on and praise him, praise him, praise him. the Holy Ghost is here and I'm going to get it by faith in God. Praise him one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place with one accord. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and they set upon each one of them. Tell them, Lord, set upon, send the fire upon each one of us. Come on, say, Lord, send the fire upon each one of them. And the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Come on, praise Him. The filling, the power, the anointing is here. The anointing is here. The anointing is here. The anointing is here. They got the power of God. Went over to the temple. There was a man lame from his mother's womb, sitting at the gate. They told him, we don't have silver. We don't have gold. But we have the power of the Lord. Get up. The man got up. They went on about their business. But somebody got mad at them. The Sanhedrin court, the Pharisees and Sadducees said, you got to stop preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus. They said, we've got to obey God. But they went back to church and they said, Lord, they gathered with the saints and said, Lord, behold their threatenings. Run unto your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word. Stretch out your hand to heal. Let signs and wonders be done in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says when they had prayed, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The place was shaken, praying they were setting, and they spake the word of God with boldness. They were already baptized, but when they went to church, they were saying, Lord, fill us again. Raise your hand and say, Lord, fill us again. It's possible to be filled every time you come to the house of the Lord. My prayer, my aim, 
is Lord. Fill us again. Come on, tell him, Lord. Fill us again. Don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Let's praise him. Let's thank him. Hold on. Hold on. Till you get a refilling. Hold on. Till you get your blessing. Come on, praise him. bless you and lift you and encourage your heart and encourage your life. Lift up your hands and receive it right now. The Holy Ghost is here right now. The Holy Ghost is here right now. The Come on, said the Holy Ghost is here right now. The Holy Ghost is here right now. The Holy Ghost is here. Oh, come and bless my soul right now. for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for power. 
Thank you for your anointing. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say, Dear Lord, I won't let you go until you bless my soul. Thank you, Lord. 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 I believe that even though you might not have received it as you want to receive it right now, you just leave this place worshiping God, believing God. The Holy Ghost will come on you while you're in your bedroom, in your house, while you're in your private prayer time. Come on, tell two people, I'm not going to stop till I get the power of the Holy Ghost. Clap your hands and praise God for it. Now, everybody who received it this morning, everybody who received it, if you received the Holy Ghost this morning, lift that hand and hold it up high. Hold that hand. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. And thank God for it. I see hands all over the auditorium. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to stop now. I don't feel like stopping. But by God's wonderful grace, I get to do this another time. Those of you who have got to leave, I'm sorry for you. But I'm glad me and a few members of the choir are going to hang around here and do it again. Come on, tell your neighbor, let's do it again. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you don't know Jesus, if you're not saved, your sins are not forgiven. You want Jesus to come into your life and fill you with the Holy Spirit. Lift that hand up high, hold it high. I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer with you. We're going to believe God for your salvation. You don't have to be lost. You don't have to go to hell. You can see the face of God in peace. Hear his voice say, well done. Lift that hand up high in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me for the wrong I've done, the wrong I have been. I want to be saved. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for me. I believe he arose from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you, Lord. I am saved. I am forgiven. I have a new life. Brother, sister, your sins are forgiven. Jesus has come into your life. He wants to fill you with his power and be present in your entire existence. If you accepted the Lord and if you prayed with me by lifting your hand, lift your hand again. I want to see it. I want to see it. I better yet, why don't you just step into the aisle, come down to the altar if you want to be a member of the church, you want to receive Jesus, if you've accepted the Lord Jesus, step out, come forth, we'll receive you in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come forth. Come forth, come forth. Come forth in the 